You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Devings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 227 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stemmings and joining me live in the lounge studio here at PTUK Towers, it's my co-host Matt Smith. Greetings everyone. Hello, hello. I'm a little bit louder than you, so you need to turn me down. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, turn me down. down. That's the answer, yes. Anyway, hello everyone, yes. I know, That's, that looks good, Matt, I like that. Yes, yes, I've been playing with my vMix settings again yeah. today, yes, absolutely. To those listening on YouTube means absolutely nothing, I know, I'm very sorry. Every week, <laughs> uh, I think it's every week, you you fiddle around with vMix and yeah, find some, like, yeah. some amazing new setting. Oh, you know, us, see, um, me, myself and Nev have been practising, you know, we've been, we've, we've, we've been practising all sorts of uh, marvellous, I can, do, I can say I can do really clever things like this now. Whoa! <laughs> I know, oh, blimey. Absolutely. Make people feel slightly Actually nauseous. Actually felt G-force then. <laughs> Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Steady on. There's no need to be uh, delusional. We'll do the same to you because I don't want you to feel left out. Yeah, I know. It means absolutely nothing to everybody listening on the audio version. But anyway, there we are. I'll stop playing now. It'll just just happen. So on the note of Nev, apologies uh, from Nev this week. He is uh, unfortunately not with us this week. He's he's attending a wedding, I think, somewhere uh, in the UK. So uh, hello, Nev. I know you popped in the chat room earlier, so um, I hope you have a good day and dodge the... uh, Dodge the rain. We had Dodging rain. The rain, yeah. We no actual rain. rain. Yeah, I'd almost forgotten what it was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very scary. But we're not going to complain. No, no, absolutely oh, no. not. We we definitely need it. And I tell you what, it, it is still muggy here. But it, what is really nice is that the temperature literally. When I was coming back last night I, I, from from Stansted, and it was uh, the car was reading thirty six when I got in the car. Um, to go to the airport and when I got out in the car to drive away uh, the temperature had dropped down to 19 degrees well that's nice yeah absolutely but I mean I was only there an hour (laughs) the temperature because of the rain it dropped so dramatically anyway yes not very interesting stuff so we're going to say a big welcome then to everyone who's joined us in the uh, live YouTube chat room Pardon me, yeah. Dan? You're very quiet, I'm very Carlos. Oh, quiet. Sorry, that's probably yeah. just got a microphone here. No, I know. It's a great angle, but you, know, you need know. to compensate accordingly. So, uh, <laughs> welcome everyone who's joined us this morning. It, uh, well, let's have to look, scroll up the list here. We go. We've Andrew got Wilson says it's very fresh in the Midlands, by the way. Jacob Duncan Brown, good uh, morning to you. Andrew Wilson, Tony Air, Shorty Crosgrove, Captain Al's in the chat room. Uh-oh. Uh, we've <laughs> got uh, Pilot Pip, uh, Mashers in the chat room, Stephen Agar Hootie. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Probably He's not. in the chat room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got Neil Landwarn. He's in the chat room. And uh, let me scroll down. David Abbey. Oh, Dave Abbey's in the chat room. Uh, hopefully he's napping again because it was stupid o'clock. Um, Pilot Pip has also joined us today. Andrew Wilson. Hello, Andrew. Richard Adams. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Liz uh, is also Auntie in the Liz. chat room. Hello, Auntie Liz. Um, uh, Jeff Braithwaite as well has noticed that I have got said hat back on. <sighs> yes, well it's, it's been sent away for fumigation. It's uh, actually Jacob it's no Darling- longer a health. It's no longer a health hazard. <laughs> Jacob Darlington Brown has said in the chat room, "This you like this, Matt." Uh, he said that I must say I've been listening to the podcast on 1.5 speed for the past few months. It's very <laughs> odd to hear you all speak so slowly. Right, okay. So for the benefit, yeah. Jacob, <laughs> when you're listening to this podcast, then we're going to speak. 
You just sound drunk now. Know, is, yeah. is last night catching up with you, Carlos? Is that what it is? Yeah, Carlos went out for a beer last night. I had beer last he went night. He went out to Lowestoft. Yeah. Goodness Went me. to the coast. <laughs> went to the coast. And was I it any cooler? <laughs> it was, it was yeah. cooler because it actually rained Rained, at yes, some okay. Point. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I actually went yeah. out. And I, I, uh, nobody I, ever pronounces it correctly, his name, apparently. So, go on then. Phonetically sorry, spell it for us, Stephen, so that we can try and spell it. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. I know, I know. Sorry. Well, I'm struggling with English this morning as well. Anyway, we should probably... Anyway, we should probably do some news. Um, We have got loads of stuff to get through today. We've got uh, some news, obviously, uh, to begin with. And we also have got some great videos from uh, last week's epic Farnborough meetup at the air show. That was awesome. We had such a good weekend. And uh, loads of people turned up to see us. Evan. uh, Hello, Evan. Hello, Evan. Uh, and yeah, we we had such a great time, didn't we? Oh, we amazing. had some really yeah. good great, memories. Great to meet up with the with the what I call the aviation family again. It was yes. it was a really good time. Yeah. So nice to have APG here again. Yeah, uh, a real honour. And then obviously um, and Pip and Al and yeah. oh, it, was just, it was just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there were some faces that that I, that we wish were there. I mean, the the airplane geeks we didn't have Micah and uh, and, Brian. and Brian there, which yeah, was a real shame. But um, and, and, and they were very much missed. I, I mm. should say. Uh, so we weren't quite the complete family, but it was it was it was. It weren't bad. It was a very good turn. But Masha, Masha flew in. She, she did, yeah. She absolutely. flew in. She Honestly, did literally she, fly she flew in to yeah, see us. That was really good. And who turned up, Matt? Who were we not oh, expecting yeah. who turned absolutely. up? Absolutely. Completely Literally, out of the blue. I'll, I'll, t- I'll set the scene. We're all standing next, yeah. to, the minding high, our own note. next yeah. to the high fly 380, minding our own business. Yeah. Matt was sort of... Um, I was interviewing Dana. Interviewing think, Dana yeah, at the time right, or something, yeah. I think. Yeah, and great then, to see him, by the way, actually. It was great to, yeah, for, oh, yes. for Dana to actually make it over here to the Well, well done, Dana. absolutely. And then uh, we were all chatting away, and then who should walk up behind us and announces uh, himself but... The legend that is none other than Captain Rick, of all people. Captain Rick just randomly turned up. Captain Rick Bell, up. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, he, he of, um, of uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh fame. Mm. Uh, and uh, works very hard for the, the, the Pittsburgh Air Show, along yeah. with many, many other people I know. I can believe that it. great show Honestly, together. I mean, oh, just amazing. Of all the people to, yeah, to, to, to turn up at Farnborough. Up. And he happened to be in London. I mean, although I should just say, his lovely wife, uh, you know, long-suffering, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, yeah, long-suffering <laughs> wife, bless her, uh, this was the one well, day that he was allowed. He was allowed one day of aviation goodness. The remaining <laughs> nine days uh, were, were completely out of his uh, control. I, I, I dread to think the hammering that his credit Card got. I know, <laughs> but he, he's uh, he, we had a really good time with, with Rick, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was good to see him. It was it was yeah. it was a it was a fantastic meetup all round, really. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, yeah, we got. Um, I think did I post? I'll, I'll put. I've got some pictures to post on our Facebook page. I think I did. I put them. On I think you Facebook posted page? one. Of, you, yeah, there's yeah. a few that you posted yeah. while we were there. But uh, yeah. yeah, we might uh, when, when I've poked Matt with a stick hard enough, I might get him to put some new pictures on our on our website. Oh, it's all about That'd me. That'd be nice. Honestly. <laughs> okay. So yeah. should we do some news? We should. Okay, so yes. we are going to start the show then, as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was no, there's say, no one else to do that. If you're ready. Well, we're ready. And if you're ready, Nev. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story, this one is on the uh, news.com.au website. And uh, I don't know why this one's on the AU. This is an Australian website, this one, but the story is um, not um, Australian at all. 
me up, yeah, 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 yeah. volume up for me. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, well, it's 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 one of those stories that we um, covered a few weeks back. I think you and Nev might have covered one of these stories oh, on okay. a show that you done when I wasn't there. I, I've, about, I've, I, you were away for quite a, quite a number. Of, you were away for three weeks in a row, mate. About, <laughs> about suitcases. This, um, I remember when. Uh, it was uh, Jonathan Warner sent in those photos oh, yes. of his yeah, suitcase yeah. that was Bashed, shredded. doesn't cover Bashed. it. Yeah. Destroyed so is another one. story word. then, yeah. uh, the headline is ruined. Airline shreds woman's yeah, suitcase. So a student had the most amazing holiday in Spain, only to be greeted with horror when uh, her suitcase rolled off the conveyor belt. An outraged EasyJet passenger had posted astonishing pictures of her shredded luggage. Uh, Juan Chui Bosana's bag you say. Uh, that's why I picked this story <laughs> uh, was ripped open and the contents were smashed, crushed and ripped and left covered in what appears to be soot Hmm. Wow. Miss Choi was flying from Seville in Spain to London Gatwick last Thursday and uh, was appalled by the state of her luggage when it was returned to her. The PhD student at Exeter University posted images of the devastation. Is that, is that some extra I don't know. Extra I music see there. <laughs> I'm assuming it's my laptop. There we go. It's found. Okay. Yeah, so, the, yeah, she posted the pictures uh, um, onto social media page. You can probably, if you're watching the YouTube uh, stream, you can see the picture that Matt's put on the screen. It's quite a messy That's bag. It's a bit of a messy bag. Yes. And uh, she, uh, w well, she said the otherwise, the beautiful trip was ruined by this outrageous experience. The answer that uh, was given was even more uh, strange because without any single word of apologies they asked uh, her to send more photos clearly showing the brand of the luggage what? Uh, she added it was also uh, uh, she was also asked to provide information such as the number of wheels it had the dimensions of the suitcase and uh, she had to measure the suitcase as it, in its totally smashed uh, condition um, which she thought was a bit unfair. I mean, I think it's safe to say those undies will never be suitable for use ever again. I mean, that's pretty hideous. I don't understand how. Um, how she that also can went happen. on to describe the explanation EasyJet tried to give her. She added that EasyJet staff said they had found it fallen off a cargo vehicle for uh, for something, and possibly it was dragged all over the roadway. There was no chance, or there was also a chance that it was jammed underneath a conveyor belt. They also told her. A spokesman for the airline said that. EasyJet is sorry for the damage caused to Miss Choi's bag while in transit, and they work closely with all the airport partners to ensure, ensure that bags are handled securely and with care. Uh, and the, in, they're investigating this along with the ground handling providers at London Gatwick Airport. EasyJet flies an average of 1,700 flights per day across more than 30 countries, and incidents and damage of luggage are extremely low. And they, the airline has said that their team is contacting uh, this passenger to offer her a gesture of goodwill for inconvenience caused. I mean, I, I get it. I, I get it. I, but it's, it's the same old story, though, isn't it? It's just like you think the... It's a PR nightmare. Shred these people I just can't get over these pictures. Well, these, these things happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm the first to accept these things happen. I would, I would go. I would definitely. I think looking at those pictures, Matt, I'd, I'd have to go with the stuck in it or conveyor belt. You yeah. Know, when it's yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's been it's been mashed up. But really, but the, it's the, the the thing that bothers me. Look, things do go wrong. It, it, you can't help that. I mean, things do go wrong. But the issue is how it's been handled again is it's this mm. whole pr thing i mean you'd have thought people would have learnt by now that actually the most important thing about any industry and i mean i'm, I'm talking about the industry nev works in the industry i work in the industry maybe not so much the industry you work in because you're quite rude to your drivers uh, but 
<laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's all about PR, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, things do go wrong, but it's how you handle that situation is, 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 it determines where, whether people are happy with what you've done or not. And, I, you know, frankly, EasyJet have sort of dropped a bit of a, a mm. bomb on that one, I think, really. On the uh, note I, of it's, that. it's just the offering, like, the excuses and stuff. It's just like, you know, when, you, when you're presented with a case like that, you don't really care how it happened. You know, it's more about how you resolve the situation yeah. that you're in. So, you know, I think these companies, when it's, when it's clearly obvious damage, I mean, you couldn't do that yourself, could you? I mean, there's, that's clearly something that's arrived. And they must have known as it arrived in the airport that this bag had been trashed, etc., etc. Well, I spoke to Jonathan Warner while yes. we were having the meet-up on the Saturday night Of course, night at yeah, Farnborough. yeah. Because he had a similar thing with, with yeah. his baggage. We yeah, showed the, fo- the, photos the photos the photos on the show, yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, uh, Jonathan was telling me that... Um, Jet 2, who were the airline he was flying with, um, actually brought them a brand new suitcase. Oh, brilliant. And it wasn't a, a 20 quid job. It was a like for like. high end, um, yeah. uh, one of the big brand name suitcases yeah. that they brought, uh, brought them a hard shell one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, delivered it to them by courier. Um, wow. Yeah, which I think is really good, um, especially for. Uh, the airline itself, Jet Two, because obviously yeah. you know it's good for them. Bit, bit of good PR, public, mm. uh, you know, public publicity for them. But uh, well yeah. done to them. But no, yep. Well, yeah. uh, Actually, Al's saying in the chat room: if you buy cheap, you end up buying twice, uh, <laughs> which yeah. is a good point. Yeah. So the next uh, story, moving on, is um, on yes. the BBC.co.uk website. Indeed, now. and it, it's it's a it's a big story, really. Uh, and th- there is more to this, but we're co- we're just concentrating with Dublin mm. on this one, as I know there was a big strike yesterday uh, affecting Europe as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Ryanair cancels another 20 flights due to the strike. So Ryanair has cancelled 20 out of 300 flights to and from Dublin on Friday the 3rd of August due to a strike. So this is obviously a strike that's coming up soon. Uh, the airline says that all 3,500 affected customers have already been notified by email or text message. It is due to a fourth day of industrial action by directly by directly employed Dublin-based pilots on that day. Speaking in Rome, uh, the Irish Prime Minister Leo uh, Vardica, apologies if that's wrong, (laughs) expressed concern over the impact of the ongoing Ryanair dispute. Uh, Mr. Uh, Varadkar appealed to the airline and the union to consider how the industrial action is affecting the people and the customers. Uh, They are the ones that are paying the wages of the pilots and the cabin crew and ultimately pay the dividends of the shareholders and keep the board in office, he said. Uh, I would ask that they would all get round the table, come to an agreement and allow things to return to normal. Ryanair management said that all 50,000 passengers affected over the course of the strike have been given alternative fly flights or received refunds now to be honest with you i may be speaking a little bit out of turn here but um mr o'leary mr o'leary is not well known for his diplomacy mm. and uh i honestly think the only person that will win out of all of this i don't think the pilots will get their way I, 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 he'll he is a clever man he will find another way of solving this without without giving in to them i i have no doubt I, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't. Well, I'm not going to say I wasn't expecting anything like this to happen. Yeah. But I think, but yeah, we've we've been covering Ryanair now for the last how many years we've been doing the show. Yeah, and you all we see is like Ryanair are, are starting new routes here. They've yeah. got this so many flights, millions yeah. and millions and millions of passengers. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and then this, it's, yeah. you know, it's going to hit them really hard. I think. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, sp- I mean, it, d- disruption is disruption. Don't mm. get me wrong. And I know, and I know, obviously, for the people that have been affected by these these 20 flights that have been cancelled i know are are a pain um 
and I know somebody will throw percentages at me when I say this, but it is only 20 flights out of 300. Mm. But if I, I know, I know that's awful for those 20, <laughs> the, you know, those 20, 20 flights, flights yeah. and, and yeah. the people that are involved in that. But actually, when you think how widespread the disruption could be. Uh, for pilots going on strike, I mean, but this is what I say. I mean, O'Leary, I think will, I, I, I'm almost convinced he will find another way of solving this without giving in to the pilots and all the unions. And of course, was it yesterday and the day before? Big strikes in Europe involving cabin crew this time, mm. uh, not the pilots. So uh, I want to say Portugal was it? I can't remember off the top. Apologies if I've got that wrong. But I know there was a big strike strike in in Europe that has mm. been well publicised. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a, a challenging time, I think, for for certainly for the management. Um, I, I understand why pilots and and the cabin crew are unhappy, uh, but it's a, certainly a challenging time for the management. Mm. So next story is on the TravelWeekly.co.uk website, and uh, it's a story especially for Nev. Uh, ah. This is a, um, a BA story, as always. British Airways to launch direct flights from the UK to Pittsburgh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, BA are going to launch uh, four flights a week from Heathrow in the UK here to Pittsburgh, making it the only airline to fly direct from the UK to the Pennsylvanian city. The year-round service will start on April the 2nd, 2019, taking a number of BA routes from London to the US to 26. A uh, 787-8 Dreamliner will fly the route. Hopefully they'll have some engines on them by then. Uh, which will depart Heathrow <laughs> on awful. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays. See, uh, Sean Doyle, British Airways Director of Network Alliance, has said that we are extremely pleased to be adding Pittsburgh to our global network of over 250 destinations with the rollout of Wi-Fi and long-haul flights and the ongoing investment we're making in the customer experience on the ground and in the air. We're proud to be flying the flag for high-quality transatlantic travel. So return fares... Uh, from uh -oh. the UK to Pittsburgh uh, are going to set you back about £600 in World Traveller. Right. Um, and if you're going to travel in World Traveller Plus, which I think is... Nev would know this better than me. I think World Traveller Plus is a kind of premium kind of um, way of travelling. will set you back just over £1,000 at £1,068. OK, so I'm going I'm to ask a question now because obviously we have done that route. We have, uh, but not now, direct. Not, not direct, I know, but we had to go. Now, how does that... Because you, you flew Air Canada, didn't you? I did, yeah. Uh, you were flying with Air Canada. Now, how, yeah. can you remember off the top of your head how that price... Because you were, in, <laughs> you were in economy, weren't you? Uh, premium on the premium way out. economy. Yeah, okay. the yeah, they, they they upgraded me very kindly. Yeah, and but um, but you essentially had an economy ticket, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we'd done it in two hops. We flew from the UK to to uh, Canada, right, Toronto, okay, and then from there to Pittsburgh. And they, yeah. I mean, those flights are about eight hundred and fifty quid. So if they're so actually do, the direct flight is is six hundred pound yeah, is yeah, yeah. incredible value. Yeah, uh, for return fares. So yeah, absolutely, this could be quite a winner, I think, for BA. If I mean, is is I suppose the the, the the question. I mean, it's access to the U.S. at the end of the day. So I mm. suppose that's a that's a main thing. And of course, it is more or less on our well, this side, isn't it? What I call our side of America. Oh. I mean, I mean, do you think they'll get the volume though to to, to make will, it actually, profitable? Yeah. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a busy route for VA. I mean, they've done, they're going to put four flights on a week. They, wow. they must um, yeah. forecast uh, uh, quite a good usage for that yeah. route. So. It must be always such a risk when you do a new route mm. like this, though, because I mean, it's you know. Uh, well, well, they'll soon take it off. It's not working. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, hello yeah. to Liz. So, yeah. So, in a month's time, in, in a month's time, we'll be we're running a story where the the Pittsburgh flight. Yeah. So, where are they flying from? Heathrow. Heathrow. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look into that. I think yeah. to see how much that's uh, yeah. for the Pittsburgh Air Show. Yeah. Uh, hello, Lisbo Nelson uh, from Portugal. He's in the. Oh, he's uh, off chat to the room. beach with the wife. Off to and the kids. beach. Oh, don't oh, worry. Oh, Nelson. That's the have way fun. forward. Yeah, definitely. I hope it's just not a sandy yeah. beach. I hate sand. I so hate sand. Why? What? Oh, What's wrong with sand. you, boy? As uh, so Andrew Wilson says, he often wonders how they research new routes. I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with him on that. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next story is on the travelandleisure.com It website. is indeed. And uh, sorry, my there we go. Uh, it's complaining about my privacy. Oh, um, it always oh, does. Oh, I have to. Right, okay. Anyway, it's the travelandleisure.com website, and the headline is This is. Uh, I'll change it, the camera to me, shall I? This is the best uh, economy seat of all the airlines flying today. So, when it comes to long haul flights, having a comfortable seat can make all the difference. In a new ranking from Skytrax, which is quite a reliable source, from what I understand, oh, yes. for data and stuff, uh, Japan Airlines uh, Skywider seats took the spot for best economy class offering for the third time in the last four years. The seats, which uh, JAL introduced on international routes in 2013, have a slim design and an organi and organisational features meant to provide travellers with increased comfort. The seats come with an average seat pitch, uh, that's the space between the back of one seat and the back of the next seat, that ranges from 33 to 34 that's inches, good. which is not bad at yeah. all, is it? Depending on the aircraft, uh, that's very generous compared to many other airlines. For example, JAL seats on the Boeing 760 7-300ER have an average seat pitch of about 34 inches while Austrian Airlines seats on the same aircraft have 30 inches that's mm, a huge difference isn't it yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, um, Asiana Airlines uh, that seats range from 31 to 32 inches and Air Calendars Canada's sorry range from 31 to 33 inches according to Seat Guru. Now you were showing me this Seat Guru thing when we were Yeah, in, I um, love that app. That's really good. Yeah, if you're um, if you're traveling in and long yeah. haul. Because we had a bit of a sort of like little bit of a running joke didn't we between Dana and Captain Jeff yeah, and, and cool, we, everybody yeah. was busy going on Seat Guru to work out you know what the seat was like where they'd been given. Anyway, to be able to provide passengers with increased space the airline also opts for a 242 configuration on its 787 aircraft whilst most airlines typically implement a 333 layout this allows for the airline to add an additional five centimeters of space on its 787s which has a seat width of about 19 inches uh, besides the extra space seats come with additional storage space underneath and a plastic bottle holder and accessory pouch and a 10.6 inch touch panel entertainment Monument, monitor sorry, long-haul economy flights on JAL also include amenities like two free checked bags, uh, seasonal in-flight dining menus created in collaboration with noted chefs, a self-service snack bar on the airline's European and North American routes, and mineral water bottled from the Japanese town of Chusun. Uh, JAL is a five-star airline according to Skytrax due to its in-flight cuisine seats and high-end offerings at first-class airport lounges. Now, presumably, the, with them not packing them in um, as tightly as they can, presumably that has an impact on your t ticket price. That's the only thing that would worry, worry me a little bit is mm. perhaps they're charging... I don't know what the the prices are. For I think it. When, when it comes to passenger experience, it's... Um, oh, hello, Don Sebastian. Uh -huh. Pre-buy guy. Hello. Um, I think one, of pre -buy guy. one of the pre-buy One of the pre-buy guys. Yeah. It's uh, it's important, I think, that airlines now, because we can't all afford to travel business class. No, I know, I know. Premium. And I think it's important for airlines to to focus a bit heavily on mm. the economy experience, because if you're travelling long haul and you and you are in economy, which most of us are, 
um, you know, if you if you have a rubbish experience yeah. and the seats are uncomfortable and etc. Yeah. etc. Et you're not going to really want to travel on that airline again. No, so no. But then, uh, but then again, also as consumers, to be honest with you, with there being so much competition out there, uh, your decision about you don't really. If I'm honest, I don't think you really necessarily worry about things like seat pitch, etc. No, you're more probably. focused on price. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, seat you, comfort. You, you, well, <laughs> yeah, no, in an ideal world, everybody would go for comfort. But then if you are in that position where, where money's not an object, then obviously you'd be going business class every time, wouldn't you? But it's, it's one of those. I mean, your decision, uh, I'm using Pittsburgh as an example here, but I mean, the, the airline that you flow with, flo- flew with, which was Air Canada, but mm. that decision was based purely on that was the best deal you could get oh, at yeah, the time. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, and yeah. it wasn't so much about the experience you were no. going to get in an economy and things like that. So, I mean... But I will say, because I flew oh, back yeah. flew back from Pittsburgh with in economy with, um, yeah. uh, with Air Canada, and that was really comfy, very comfy indeed. But that was a Dreamliner. Yeah. And... Um, a Boeing. A Boeing, yes. <laughs> and... Um, one of the air, I, I, I have to say it again, the, one of the most uncomfortable trips at home I had was uh, with Virgin Atlantic on the 330 <gasps> in economy. And yeah. it, it wasn't the seat pitch either. There was loads of legroom yeah. in economy. It was purely down to the seat, I think, being made of concrete. Yeah, right. Because okay. it was yeah, yeah. the most incredibly yeah. uncomfortable seat I think I've yeah. ever sat on an aircraft. But uh, um, Captain Al's saying in the chat room here, actually, that uh, with the creation of apps such as Skyscanner, it means that airlines have to focus on cost, mm. which, is tr- which is very, very true. So the next story is on the Manchester Evening News. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, it's actually good news, this one is, for, uh, for anyone who's looking for a job within the aviation industry. This, yeah. uh, uh, so the headline is, this airline is looking for nearly 100 cabin crew in Manchester. So good news for any of our UK listeners who live in and around Manchester and want to, uh, and you're young like Owen, and want to do something uh, within the cabin crew kind I, I of think he, I think he's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this airline is recruiting uh, 100 new members to join cabin crew staff in Manchester. EasyJet has announced uh, the new permanent and fixed-term jobs as part of a major nationwide recruitment drive. The airline flies 12 aircraft from Manchester to 52 routes uh, on its fleet of Airbuses and employs more than 8,700 cabin crew, around 350 of whom are at, uh, based at Manchester. Uh, Tina Milton, uh, Director of Cabin Services at EasyJet, said that we're delighted to be operating or opening a recruitment uh, session for more than uh, 90 cabin crew positions at the Manchester base. EasyJet is a fantastic company to work for with everyone across the airline working together as one team to ensure that we provide the excellent customer service to all our passengers. Uh, being cabin crew is a very rewarding role, uh, she says, that our teams are extremely professional and energetic with a real sense of fun. We're looking forward to welcoming passengers uh, and people uh, onto the aircraft and to meet our growing team of uh, flight at, uh, at cabin crew. So new recruits will complete a series of online pre-coursework tasks and will then undertake three weeks uh, through a thorough pat- uh, practical training. Uh, in demonstrators 
uh, in such areas as safety procedures, aviation security and first aid. EasyJet's onboard team includes three flight attendants and a cabin manager who work closely with the captain and first officer. The recruitment uh, announcement uh, follows the recent launch of EasyJet's cabin crew apprenticeship scheme, offering uh, 25 apprenticeship, apprentices a long program combining training at EasyJet's Gatwick Academy and on-the-job experience. EasyJet was the first airline in the UK to op uh, offer apprenticeships under the new government apprenticeship standards. And uh, if you want to apply for this uh, particular uh, uh, cabin attendant uh, job, you can go on to uh, careers.easyjet.com. Well, so that's... Um, I wonder what their pay is like uh, to look into I that. I don't know. I don't know. It's... Um, I'd like to do that. <laughs> bit old now, though. Yeah, well, I don't know. You never say, you're <laughs> never too old. Mind, never you, too mind old. you, I've seen Delta's cr uh, cabin crew, and they can be... Um, wow. You're you're so, you're brave. <laughs> I, I, I'm only mirroring what they. Well, I'm only mirroring what what's been said Ooh. on APG already. Okay, all right. <laughs> yes, no, I, no, I I rather like the idea of a of senior cabin. Well, I must admit because I, I don't know whether they were checking desk or whatever, but um, I spent a bit of time in Stansted Airport yesterday, and I spent a little bit of time over by the Emirates um, checking desk, and it was quite nice actually to see that a couple uniform. of the people. Yeah, no, yeah, the uniform is great. Mm. Um, but uh, with Emirates, it was nice to see a couple, couple of what I call more mature um, ladies who were in charge on the desk, and I thought that was very nice to see. Oh. I thought, you know, it's, everybody's obsessed with this whole youth thing. It's, it's overrated. <laughs> I'm only saying uh. that because now I'm, I'm not. But uh, anyway, what yeah. youthful? Yeah, indeed. Oh, yeah, you can't really doing the podcast. You can't really week. put you can't really put you and I in the category of youthful anymore. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's like we've both got grey hair now. It's all it's all gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Andrew Wilson, actually, going back to the last um, yep. story, Andrew Wilson in the chat room said that the Midland Metro must have the hardest seats he's ever sat on. Really? Hmm, have to look up one up. All right. So moving on what, to next, what, with a view to avoiding, with a view avoiding, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, an unusual sort of. It's almost a bit like an Am finally story, really. But it's uh, it's on the CNBC website. Fake news, fake news. Uh, the <laughs> no, I like this story. <laughs> oh, do you? carry on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's, it's it's come under the category of uh, uh, airlines, but uh, it is. Um, unknown dirty socks odour diverts Spirit <laughs> Airlines flight. Well, that's always nice. Uh, seven to ten passengers were taken to an area hospital. Uh, fire officials said officials were concerned that some sort of chemical was leaking, <laughs> making passengers sick, but nothing unusual was detected aboard the plane. So this is different. So Spirit Airlines flight 779 from LaGuardia to Fort Lauderdale was diverted to Myrtle Beach on Thursday after passengers were sickened by an odour they say smelt like dirty <laughs> socks. <laughs> the airline said the 220 passenger flight was diverted after an odour developed in a section of the aircraft. Uh, somebody had beans or something the night before. Mm. Uh, some passengers experienced burning throats and chest planes. Look at neck. Those are strong. So, is this strong a whole Is this one of these panic stories again? Though uh. it's like one person says it's really vile, and then anyway, uh, reports are we have several occupants on a plane exposed to an unknown substance. Uh, Myrtle Beach Fire Rescue was heard saying over 
radio on Broadcastify, according to the WNBC report. Seven to ten passengers were taken to hospital, fire officials said. Their condition was not immediately clear. Officials were concerned that some sort of chemical was making passengers sick, but nothing unusual was detected aboard the plane. After specific monitoring and hazmat crews entering the fuselage, no substances were found. Myrtle Beach Fire Department's uh, Lieutenant Christian Sleeker said uh, the plane is all clear. Photos posted to a social media uh, site showed passengers waiting on the tarmac at uh, Myrtle Beach for another aeroplane to take them to Florida, according to W. NBC Flight Aware reports the flight took off from South Carolina around 3.30 on Friday morning and landed safely in Fort Lauderdale around 5am, about five hours after its original scheduled landing. And now, uh, also, uh, Spirit Airlines was also not immediately available to respond to CNBC's oh. request for comment. I was going <laughs> to say, Captain Al has said, uh, and uh, I think he's being serious here. Are you right, Al? Um, Captain Al has said that uh, smelly socks is a common indicator of hydrocarbon poisoning and can be fatal Ooh. Hence, well to be fair probably hence why they're taking it so they were taking it so seriously perhaps then no I, um, I, the smelly stock smell, the smell yeah. it, could, it could be you know you see there's videos on uh, on youtube of, of passengers but then you see i've been the sock what we have to remember flights. i gotta say what we have to remember is I, i've shared a hotel room with you and when you take your sock well, i've never i've never experienced I can see why that would be considered harmful. It's comfort feet. Proper, proper <laughs> smelly socks. That's that's hence the reason I have no yeah. socks on. No, today. indeed, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so moving on to the next story. This one is on the Mail Online. Yeah.co.uk, uh, Daily Mail Online, and uh, it's, it's another one of these stories. We had one of these not so long back. So the um, the headline is this is quite good for the Daily Mail. Uh, <laughs> the the flight from Hale. Right. Okay. Plane okay. is forced to make an emergency landing after massive hailstones uh, smash its cockpit windows. So, oh blimey, this is one of those airlines that's hard to pronounce. Good luck. Tianjin. 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 Tianjin Airlines. Tianjin. Tianjin. Tianjin Airways. Yeah, it's it's an airline anyway. Yeah. This aircraft was flying in China while encountering severe weather. And uh, the plane had to make an emergency landing in China uh, after being battered by hailstones at, at uh, 32,000 feet. Oh. Matt's got the pictures there. He'll pop them up in a minute. Yeah, sorry. So huge I've just, lumps, I've just seen them. That's huge lumps of ice smashed the, the uh, aircraft's uh, nose cone and shattered both the windscreens in the cockpit, according to pictures released by the Chinese Aviation Authority, the CAAC. All passengers and crew members on the flight were safe, according to the carrier. Blimey, that's, Look at that's that. very Bad hailstones. Uh, the domestic flight was travelling uh, from Tianjin. There we go. I'm going to say that's the well, correct. Let's say Tianjin until someone corrects us. A major Somebody Chinese will correct us. I'm sure. A major, <laughs> perhaps one of our Chinese listeners could help us there. Yeah. Uh, a major Chinese port city to Haiku, a popular beach destination, when it encountered the severe weather. Flight number GS7865 was struck by hailstones about two hours into its four-hour-long journey. Pictures taken after the emergency landing show the plane's nose cone had a large dent. You're you could kidding. say that, yes. and was seriously damaged, and the outer layer of its windscreens were broken. According to information, uh, Flight Radar 24, uh, the uh, plane took off uh, at uh, 3:26 local time PM, and it was due to arrive at uh, Hakumelian International Airport at 6:25. Now, Matt's just put a picture there on uh, the Look YouTube the stream of the, the windscreen, of that. and that's um, that's fairly 
well cracked that's that for sure yeah, I, d I don't think that one's going to remain no. in service let's so put it that way the aircraft is said to be an A320 uh, 200 which can carry typically 158 passengers the aircraft was cruising at uh, about 32,152 feet uh, when the hail incident occurred in an online statement, the airline said the A320 plane was diverted and it made a safe landing and all the passengers and crew got off unhurt. Uh, the flight resumed its journey in the evening and arrived... Uh, well, right, I think they must have got a different aircraft for that. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, it remains unclear if the airline changed the aircraft for the remainder of the journey. I think it's safe to say they wouldn't have flown I would be very surprised if, if an engineer went, no, nah, that'll be all right. Unless they have an incredibly fast crew, uh, engineering crew that could change that uh, nose uh, I mean, uh, right, this, this is where This is where I wish that we had access to sort of well in fact actually I don't know if something something that Captain Al might be able to help us with or anyone it, in our chat room really um, but I mean the nose I, the windscreen thing is quite straightforward to, I would have thought fairly straightforward to take out mm. Bond and put back in but with the damage to that nose cone I mean, realistically, I mean... They, could, they, they come off as one piece. Yeah, but they're un there. yeah, but they're unlikely to have one of those... Laying around. Laying around yeah. at an airport, which <laughs> isn't necessarily one of their bases. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's not just the damage to the nose cone and the windows. They don't actually show here that the full um, edge, like the leading edges of the wings and stuff, because mm. they can also be damaged, like the yeah, engine true. cowling, cowlings yeah. that go around the yeah, engines can be damaged. There's a lot of damage that can be done by hail. And it just yeah. goes to show, doesn't it, Matt? You know, we, you know, we get hail here... You know, on in you know in the UK on the when we, well, we in the we ground. did yesterday, and you know we get hailstones here which are fairly hefty in size. Yeah. But you know this is quite incredible damage here. It is, it is absolutely. So I'd just love to know more about how you know. <laughs> I don't know. Need I mean, some engineers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. definitely need some engineers. There's no, there's no two ways about it. So that. next story, Matt, is on itvnews.com, yeah. and it, it's it's regarding one of uh, our local. Or localish airports here. It's about an hour and thirty minute drive from where we live here. Yeah, indeed. and it's an airport you've been to about a million times. <laughs> yeah, in fact, last night. In yeah. fact, to be fair, but uh, yeah. So, uh, ITV News: Travel chaos as flights delayed. Huge queues at Stansted Airport and waits of up to five hours for Eurotunnel. So, passengers have described scenes of utter chaos at Stansted Airport <laughs> while passengers, uh, while travellers uh, wishing to use the Eurotunnel are experiencing delays of between two and five hours amid extreme weather conditions. Elsewhere, delays are affecting flights at other UK airports and travellers heading for the port of Dover and were told to expect long queues on the surrounding roads. Saturday is expected to be one of the mm, busiest today. days. So that's today is expected to be one of the busiest days for travel of the year. But recent hot weather and thunderstorms have brought havoc on the travel network. Passengers using Eurotunnel Terminal in Folkestone were warned they faced delays of two and a half hours for low... For for low vehicles, oh I see, yeah, as in cars and vans less than six foot or 1.85 metres in height, and up to five hours for high vehicles, anything bigger than six foot uh, or 1.85 metres. On Twitter, the cross-channel service uh, warned people not to travel unless absolutely necessary. The long days on Saturday come after many Eurotunnel passengers were, uh, saw their trains cancelled or faced huge delays on Friday after the air conditioning units on the shuttles failing, uh, but uh, by 6pm, 
uh, these had cleared. Now, actually, uh, the story does go on. It's yeah, most it does, of it's trains, really. Yeah, so, planes. no one knows. Uh, passengers at Stansted Airport took to social media to post videos of huge queues in the terminal. In mm. fact, actually, if I'm honest with you, I saw this person posting this video when I was there yesterday. Um, there was. Uh, I have to confess, the queue was predominantly for the. Uh, this is going to. This is predominantly for the uh, Ryanair customer service desk. Uh, so. <laughs> So I don't know what, what was going on there. But anyway, a spokesperson for the airport said the queues were caused by passengers who stayed overnight in the airport nice. trying to rebook flights uh, with airlines. Now, I thought they'd stop that. I thought you weren't allowed to stay in Stansted overnight anymore. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, there are no cancellations on Saturday, but there are delays uh, because of the knock-on effect and some restrictions because of storm activity in Europe, they said. All the, all the advice is that if you are due to travel today, check with your airline about your individual flight. Passengers also took to social media to vent their frustration. I'll bore you with all the details, but it does say that Gatwick Airport also warned of delays writing on Twitter that adverse weather conditions across Europe are affecting flights in uh, uh, both in and outbound from Gatwick, and this may result in delays and cancellations. Uh, similarly, Luton Airport tweeted, due to thunderstorms activity across Europe this morning, air traffic control restrictions are in place and some flights may be subject to delay or cancellation. Now, the person who I was dropping off at the airport yesterday, their flight was supposed to depart at 10 minutes past 9 and I think it was a good half past 10 nearly quarter to 11 by the time they finally took off it, so it's, know, it's, it's just it's but just then crazy. I mean that thunderstorm was, was pretty in, bad intense yeah. last night I'm not at all surprised and I I mean we Matt uses it as well but it's the the lightningmaps.org yes, website yeah, which you can go on yeah. to, to track thunderstorms I yeah. think most people know about lightningmaps.org really good little site you can use to track uh, thunderstorms yeah. I remember looking last night and there was a, a storm cell probably the size of East Anglia mm. Uh, moving across, yeah, literally the size of it. Is, <laughs> I've, I, I mean, it's and it, the the scary thing is, is I mean, the the rain. The, there's a there's a. I, I don't know if I can I can bring it up, but actually, because uh, I'll see if I can find it uh, while I'm chatting to you, if I can get it to come up. Because this, uh, I mean, the rain here in the UK. Uh, you know, we do we do love a rain story here in the UK. Oh, I know, um, but uh, it's it's only a short video, so I will try and get it to to um, play because it's just on my, um, on my WhatsApp here but this is something that I sent someone last night uh, and uh, yeah there we go Blimey, we had rain. <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen anything Ooh. like it. Anyway, sorry, that's not very... Uh, that, that that wasn't worth it, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, but it, it, it literally followed me. It literally mm. followed me from, from Stansted more or less all the way to um, to uh, to home and like it sort of went to bed but it, it wasn't that bad here actually the storms no. overnight weren't too bad but yeah causing absolute chaos at the, the local airports I have no yeah. doubt I mean thunder is a is a is a tricky thing to ignore isn't it really certainly is if you're flying through it yeah, yeah definitely so the next story uh, is on the uh, ktva.com website the voice of Alaska and uh, you got, you're all going to have to... <laughs> Sorry, somebody that, going back to that story before, Jacob Darling and Brad said, might need some speed tape on that one. Some, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Gaffer tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this story then on uh, KTVA, the Voice of Alaska Ooh. Uh, website. And uh, you're, oh, wow. you're all going to have to bear with me. Oh, you're not going to do a terrible American ac uh, accent, are you? No, no, no. Okay. But just, just bear, just bear with me, Matt, on this story. I've got, uh, okay. Right, so I'm, find, I'm finding a video. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the headline then is: Airport becomes bearport as FedEx gets furry visitor. 
So cargo workers at Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport uh, got a special delivery of uh, uh, a cute form this week as a black bear ran across the tarmac. Facebook video posted uh, by James Batman shows the bear running past crews handling cargo at airport's uh, uh, FedEx facility. The workers stop what they're doing to watch the bear as it runs past them without even stopping. Uh, the ramp agent at uh, Penair, who works near FedEx, said he saw the bear around 2pm on Thursday afternoon. Uh, he was driving along the airport road and looked to his left and saw what looked to be a dog. Uh, he looked back again and realised it was a small black bear. Uh, Ken Marsh, uh, with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, said bears are a frequent sight around the airport. Authorities have killed one bear this summer at Aww. the airport's parking garage. There we go. For those of you watching on uh, on the YouTube stream, that's quite good. <laughs> oh, that. that's awful. There's just like already killed one bear. Oh. That's terrible. So, airport spokesperson Trudy Wazel said the bear didn't cause any injuries or air traffic disruptions. Uh, two biologists are under contact to handle the area wildlife issues involving bears, birds, and moose. Uh, the airport is a very proactive and at managing uh, the wildlife, uh, he, uh, she said as well. Cargo crews called airport police and fire, but Batman said the, uh, that the bear didn't stay around too long. You can see, look at him bounding along there. That's just, so, I can't bear. believe that they, oh, poor little bear. Honestly. So apparently he saw it uh, cross the runway and it eventually made its way back to the woods safely. Right, well, very good. It's, okay. not, it's like the chicken sort of story. You know, why, why did the bear cross the runway you know, to know. get back to the pa woods? very excited yeah. about... Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Something about... I love bears. Mm. I don't know what it is. I love bears. But there we go. A bit of a, bit of a, bit of a furry story there. Yeah, so next story. Yes, yeah, so, so this could be a bit of a challenge here because the next story... There's a picture comes, one. I know. Yeah, yeah, so, so wish me luck here. But anyway, so China Airlines and Airbus and Viola joint uh, A350 livery, which is quite cool. Mm. So China Airlines has released an image of a special livery which will feature on its 14th and final A350 aircraft in partnership with the air manufacturer Airbus. So uh, the uh, aircraft features China Airlines blue corporate identity interwoven with Airbus's classic carbon fibre pattern along with uh, the airline's red plum blossom design on the tail fin. The carrier said that the combination of high-tech style together with the beauty of traditional weaving symbolises the fusion of eastern and western cultures. The A350-900 aircraft will enter service by this winter. The livery is the latest in a series of uh, special designs featuring on China Airlines A350 aircraft, including two avian-themed um, designs depicting birds, uh, uh, the birds, ep the endemic. In oh, birds! <laughs> You're right there. No, <laughs> so it's <laughs> the avian-themed designs depicting birds endemic to Taiwan. That, that's what I was trying there to say. There we go. Uh, in December 2017, the carrier launched a non-stop flights between uh, Taipei, Taipei, Taipei. And London Gatwick, operated by the Airbus A350. Uh, for a tried and tested review of the A350 business class product on a flight between Taipei and C... Uh, no, uh, sorry, See I, should, link, yeah. I should have stopped reading that, yeah. really, shouldn't he? So I'll pop the pop picture that screen up. Right. That looks yeah, well, really good. While you're talking about we it. We obviously, yeah. uh, at Farnborough this uh, past weekend... Oh, yeah, we the A350. We saw the A350-1000. Yeah, and um, this uh, this livery, I think it looks really it looks really nice. It does. I like indeed. that. Yeah. Let me just see if I can adjust that picture a little. Just bit, a little picture, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's but uh, uh, no, they um, back to the three fifty that uh, they they had a display uh, of the dash one thousand at Farnborough, and um, it 
but uh, it was amazing seeing that aircraft flying because it really put on a fantastic display. Oh, it certainly did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, there we go. So we, we can see there it in, in all its entirety now. Just give me a second there. That's like there we go. For those who are watching on the YouTube feed, you can see the new livery there. It's good, isn't it? Because actually, because the I mean, the because the A three fifty that we were looking at now, what was that? That was the the longest one. That's a Dash one thousand. That's that was the, the Dash biggest one, one they was do. It? The three fifty. Yeah, yeah. Dash well, the one that we saw at Farnborough was yeah, one thousand, yeah. was it? Dash yeah, one thousand. Okay. Yeah. But that had like that was grey, wasn't it? So that it was in the Airbus yeah. paint job, yeah, as they call it. Yeah, the test flying paint job. Uh, uh, that was his last flight as well, wasn't the it? The guy who flew, yeah, that, the guy yeah. who flew. Yeah, that was his final. He was good friends with Nick, I think. He flew in with Captain Nick as well. Uh, he's got, I'll uh, tell you, he's got, he knows everyone. Friends about in high places, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, next story, uh, talking about Farnborough, yeah. and uh, the next story is on the CargoFacts.com website, and uh, the headline: Farnborough 2018 wide-bodied freighters and narrow-bodied passenger aircraft. So, this is all about. The uh, air show orders and commitments that were made ah, at yes, Farnborough uh, over the course of Because it's show. predominantly a trade show, isn't it? It is. I yeah. mean, they do do a sort of like a couple of public dates, but it's predominantly a trade show, isn't it? So both Boeing and Airbus fared well, with uh, Boeing announcing 673 orders and commitments during the show. Airbus announcing 93 firm orders and uh, 338 memorandums of understanding last week at Farnborough. Unlike uh, shows in the past, giant orders for large wide-body aircraft were not the focus of this year's show in Farnborough. Taiwan-based Starlux and other undisclosed customer signed memorandums for a total of 25 A350s, while uh, Boeing uh, registered a new purchase agreement with Novus Aviation Capital for four 777-300ERs. Uh, additionally, British Airways, Nev's favourite, uh -huh. announced that it's uh, planned to lease three 777-300ERs, uh, but the aircraft are part of a previous existing order. Medium wide bodies fared somewhat better, with Boeing taking firm orders from three customers for 24 787 family aircraft, plus commitments for 18 from other, air, other airlines, uh, while Airbus booked commitments for 40 A330s from AirAsia X and an undisclosed customer. Uh, the remainder of the 1,104 orders and commitments were for narrow-body passenger aircraft, plus a small number of mostly wide-body freighters. As was the case in Paris last year, the lack of uh, large wide-body orders stems from slowing of uh, the region that has been most hungry for the airline size category. Carriers in the Gulf region, such as Emirates, Etihad, and Qatar Airways, uh, each, uh, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. <laughs> each already maintain huge fleets of wide-bodied passenger jets and have more uh, on order, despite recent cutbacks. And uh, Matt popped up the chart there on the screen while we were yeah, doing that absolutely. one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, DHL uh, is ordered uh, 14. Use a pillow; it's a bit more comfy. Is ordered 14 triple seven Fs, the freighter version. And uh, GCAS, uh, who have decided to convert another 20 737 800s uh, to converted freighter uh, configurations as, all, all, uh, as well. Uh, Volga Depner, or Volga Depner, uh, the cargo <laughs> carrying uh, group, uh, they've took five more 747 8Fs and uh, have a memorandum of understanding for uh, 29 777 freighters as well. Uh, Qatar's Airways, uh, they've uh, made a decision to firm up a order uh, for five uh, 777 uh, freighters and that, that they announced in April. 
So it's safe to say that I mean it's been a been a busy show, definitely for the the big ones, the big Boeing and, and Airbus the manufacturers there. Mm. Um, but uh, as it says, the, the the demand for wide body, the big 380s and stuff, is kind of um, dropped off a bit. But yeah. uh, I think Airbus have done incredibly well this year with their yeah, um, with the A220. Yeah. At the air show, oh, which was we did there. see that briefly on the. Friday, we, yeah, it was we there did. actually. Yeah, we yeah saw, you did. We did see it on um, Friday. We were, I was I was lucky to get a look at it. I, we didn't yeah. get on board, I don't think, did we? But, yeah, they've uh, done really well with that aircraft. Yeah, Airbus have. Indeed. Yeah. So last story, and uh, this one is uh, uh, on the businessinsider.com website, and uh, this one is a top ten. Oh no! I know. And uh, uh, this particular top ten. So this one is uh, we were talking earlier about uh, 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 economy and uh, business class travel most of which uh, is economy for us um, us us people here <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, this uh, particular story then is about 10 airlines that have the most luxurious first class cabins in the world right in the world in the world so yeah. we are going to start from uh, well number 10 I think we'll start from see I found the music and oh, everything well, are you well impressed <laughs> so in at in at number 10. So at number 10, it's uh, Thai Airways. Uh, they uh, made the list because of their Royal First Class Cabin, uh, which is designed with comfort in mind, featured on their Airbus A380s and renovated A uh, Boeing 747s. Uh, Royal First Class in ch includes chilled champagne, 23-inch wide seats, flat-screen TVs and 500 music channels and 180-degree live flat beds. Ooh, in at number nine. Number nine, it's Grant McCarran's favourite. Oh. It's Qantas <laughs> Airways. Uh, so they made the list because of their... Um, their elite operation a sheepskin mattress armrest control 17 inch screen await the lucky passenger here uh, in uh, that well ready to serve sig signature dishes from a tasting menu designed by Neil Perry uh, Qantas's award winning cellar in the sky wine selection is a nice indulgence as well Ooh, in at number eight. Number eight, it's Cathay Pacific Airways. So they made the list uh, because they are the flag carrier of Hong Kong and they showcase their first class, which is all about the premium service leather seats, manually controlled massages, and the 500 thread count duvet As that you keeps do. you warm while on the lie flat beds. And also, steaming jasmine rice can be served directly to your seat <laughs> while you enjoy your entertainment on a 17 inch personal TV screen. It certainly does look very, very spacious, doesn't it? What are we up to? Number seven, I think. It's everyone's yeah, favourite absolutely. one to pronounce. It's Qatar. 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 Airways. And they made the list um, because uh, of their premium first-class service, combining luxury with elegance. Qatar Airways first-class cabin includes a lie-flat bed with fret linen and an ultra-comfy duvet. 4,000 entertainment options at your fingertips. A world-class menu that has previously included filet oh, mignon, seared scallops, and shrimp kebab. Uh, uh, pardon? A <laughs> <laughs> <Or> what now? <laughs> shrimp kebab. Yeah. In at number six. At uh, number six, then, is <laughs> Al Nippon Airways, ANA. And they are the largest airline in Japan with a private square cabin with sliding doors that ensure no fly will be disturbed on the journey. And uh, the high panel walls create a wooden cove in the sky. Delicious dishes on board are prepared in either Japanese keiski style or in the elegance of modern European cuisine on ANA. And the privacy is 
perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It does look pretty incredible, doesn't it? Anyway, it's Middle for Diddle. It's number five. Number five. It's uh, one of my favourites. It's Emirates. And uh, oh, they, yes. the Dubai-based airline, which has grown in reputation to be one of the top flying experiences in the world. Their first-class suite is essentially a fully enclosed hotel room with temperature controls, mood lighting, leather seats that are inspired by Mercedes-Benz. Does she come with it? Hundreds of entertainment <laughs> options and a 10-year-old wine cellar. What? That make Emirates truly a first-class experience. In at number four. Number four. Now, this looks awesome. Lufthansa. And uh, the German airline is uh, Europe's largest of both size and fleet. Lufthansa's first-class experience includes being met by a personal assistant yeah. at the airport and a wide reclining seat, a fine wine and culinary delights, and multiple in-flight entertainment options like it sorry I was, I was struggling to get the picture to come up there but I will just pop it up there so we we'll just pause there briefly does look for nice. a moment. it does look I'd, I'd rather like the wine window glass. shades yeah oh. yeah absolutely no you wouldn't have that though yeah. you just want to look out yeah. You? yeah absolutely anyway it's number three number three bonjour it's Air France I, I beg your pardon <laughs> bonjour sir bonjour exactly. not bonjour so the French flagship <laughs> carrier Air France provides one of the most memorable first class experiences as each of their la première first class seats feels like a luxury hotel room famous chefs like Joël Roubouchon oh, very good Guy very Martin good. Regis Marchand inspire the diverse food menu service uh, over a Bernard designed porcelain china that really does wow look that really looks quite, quite really nice quite, like, <laughs> lu quite luxurious doesn't it anyway it is a new entry it's Ooh, in at number two number two it's Middle Eastern carrier it's Etihad Airways now this looks Pretty damn nice. The uh, founded 15 years ago, Etihad Airways is the flag carrier of the United Arab Emirates. Etihad Airways is another global jewel as their first class cabin is essentially a giant first apartment. Wow. With six foot ten inch fully lie flat bed. Along with uh, access to Etihad I wonder how much that is. and luxury lounge. <laughs> it is awesome. That is Pretty. That is a hotel that room is, in the that sky. That is literally that, isn't it? It's it is ridiculous. I I just, I mean, I mean, that's you, not we could all dream. Aircraft, can't that's we? A, yeah, oh, honestly, that is that is literally a flat in the skies, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, that, that's all it is. That is just ridiculous, isn't it? So uh, and uh, finally, <laughs> in at number one. So in at number one, it's uh, ranked by Skytrax as the world's best airline in 2018. It's uh, Singapore. Airlines and wow. uh, uh, the S airline is also ranked as the first, uh, the best first class airline. Their premium first class service has set the standard uh, for in and oh, well in air accommodation. Says here, uh, private space, extra wide seats, mood lighting, and a thousand entertainment options are just some of the indulgences of the uh, guests uh, one gets when flying with Singapore and I mean that is that's that's, that's just silly a, just, I, I've seen worse hotel rooms I'm not gonna I've seen yeah that is just I love the sofa I like the chair you know, you know it's obviously that is the seat presumably that you have to be in for takeoff chair. and landing isn't that's it that's not a flight you know, chair that's so a you business put your, chair put your little lap belt oh, on you know yeah, just to, uh, that is incredible nice. that is pretty nice it yeah. is really nice well and, and number one quite rightly so I think by the look of that that is I know that is very is, very yeah. nice indeed I wonder if Sam Chewy's had a, had a fly in one of those yeah, Yes, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, he he put some really good stuff on YouTube. Got his own yeah, YouTube yeah. stuff and that. And he does some great uh, things with the various he airlines, does. and he travels first class everywhere. Does Sam? 
Well, I so, bet he does. Mind I you, uh, mine is an airline. I mean, you, you when you presumably this this is all done by invite, isn't it? Because he's got such a a rep for it, hasn't he? I mean, it's <laughs> Going just... back to the jasmine rice, we were talking yeah. about one of the. I think I forget it was now. I've just forgotten. Now. But uh, Neil Lamborn said he prefers his rice in a bowl, not directly on the seat. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I suppose it could make for a <laughs> bit of a squishy. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. Yes, indeed. And Barbara's in the chat room. She's ah, made she it made it. Room. Well done, Barbara. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she made it into yep. the chat room. So, uh, yeah, okay, so it says here in my show notes here, it says yeah. Run VT from Farnborough. Run VT. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who are watching it live on the YouTube stream, uh, we've got uh, a little, little video here to play at first. This is a video that uh, me and Nev shot. Uh, it's a kind of a kind of an intro-y type video to uh, the Farnborough Air Show, uh, which was, uh, as we said, an awesome weekend. So if Matt, if you're ready. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. So you join me here then at Farnborough 2018. It's the second day here, it's Sunday, and uh, the weather today is a bit different to yesterday, slightly overcast, but I can say it is incredibly humid today and also hot. It's been a great uh, last few days here at Farnborough. We've uh, met the usual, uh, all the family, all the friends of the podcast show, which has been amazing. And uh, there's a few of us left here at the show today. Uh, we have had uh, another, yet yeah, another great start to the day here. Seen some great aircraft, great displays. Uh, we saw earlier the Breitling Wing Walkers do their display just behind us here, across the flight line. Uh, we're literally on the media centre roof here and have a fantastic view over the whole of the airfield. You can probably see behind me there um, with the C-130 over there along with the Chinook and also just in the distance you can probably see the, the A350-1000 which also done an awesome display yesterday here at the show and uh, one of the biggest points I think is, is to make for the, uh, the 350 is the fact of how quiet the aircraft is. Uh, this aircraft took off just behind us here on the runway, the main runway here at Farnborough, and was incredibly quiet. The engines on this aircraft are very quiet indeed, and uh, it's safe to say I think this will be a definite winner for Airbus. But as I said, you can probably see as well, just over across there, you've got the C-17 uh, over there from uh, Dover AMC there, which is uh, on display, a static display, I might add, not flying in the air display. Um, but like I said, a great view here from the media centre and hopefully uh, we'll have some more displays that uh, are coming up later on, including, I think, the, the 350 uh, might be flying again. I think possibly, Nev, today, yeah, they might be seeing that again today. And coming up uh, a bit later on, there will, will be the, uh, the Red Bull Air Race guys with, uh, with their gaggle of aircraft, which uh, look awesome in the polished aluminium. These aircraft, if you see these, uh, the B-24, I think, or B-24, uh, you see these, they are completely polished aluminium fuselages and look absolutely fantastic. So if you look, if Nev can uh, do his cameraman work and just pan across here, you can probably see some of the helicopters that are on static display here at the show. We've got uh, a Coast Guard rescue helicopter just down there uh, from uh, Germany, that one. Now we've also got one of Augusta Westland's uh, 189s just down there as well on static display, along with uh, a Royal Navy uh, Lynx, which is just uh, across over there, um, looking quite uh, nice in its grey colours. Captain uh, Al would love that, I think. 
and also the Sikorsky S61, which is just uh, in its own little space area just across from me here. Uh, another favourite of the Coast Guard. So that's it. I'm going to wrap up this uh, little intro into what is, well, it has become an epic year again here at Farnborough for not just us, but also for APG and the uh, Plane Safety Podcast, not forgetting Pilot Pip, he's here as well. But it's been a great year again. Uh, we're going to say a massive thanks to everyone at uh, the, well, the Farnborough Media Centre for uh, giving us access to, uh, to everything that we've had this year at the show. So big thanks to you guys there. And, uh, well, that's it from me, Carlos here, and uh, we're going to send you back to the studio. You've always wanted to do that, haven't you? I know. Always it's from to say me those back words. to the studio. From yeah. me back to the studio. <laughs> back to me in the studio. That was fun. Yeah, that was, I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, that was uh, really good. But no, I, I, I can't stress enough. You know, we were talking about this at the um, at the meetup on the Saturday. Mm. Just how blinking quiet that A three fifty was. Yeah. You know, it took it off. Shocking, took off it? in front of us yeah. uh, on the, on the display, and um, yeah. those Rolls Royce engines. Uh, must be made of cotton wool, I think. Um, <laughs> I think they made something a little bit more yeah. industrial. Very, that, very quiet yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was, it was, it was fantastic. So we're we're going to move on to actually an actual news story now, which we were lucky Ooh. enough to get to cover uh, while we were there. And this was to do with the handing over of uh, Airbus's latest A380, and that was to this fascinating little company yeah, called Highfly. This yeah. is an ex Singapore Airlines uh, A380 that uh, Highfly have got. But yeah, Nev. Got the chance to uh, to do a bit of um, videoing the, the, at the press conference. Indeed. So there's two parts to this. So the mm. first one that we're going to cover basically, actually, uh, we recorded the presentation, uh, or what, what I call the, the press conference, I suppose, yeah. for want of a better word. And uh, yeah, so this is the press conference as they were handing out. But they're telling you a bit more about Highfly and and their ethos because their ethos is quite interesting, actually. Isn't yeah, it? and as you the need, to, need to look at the livery of the aircraft. You do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. And a very warm welcome. Marine conservation is one of the activities of the Mirpuri Foundation. And we are very proud to announce today the launch of a new campaign, the Save the Coral Reefs campaign. Uh, Mirpuri Foundation is iFly's sustainability partner. And iFly is a leading wet lease airline supporting over 140 airlines and operating worldwide. iFly is also an airline with a strong environmental agenda. And amongst many other initiatives, it was the first airline to commit to become single-use plastic-free and the first airline to become carbon neutral before the turn of this decade. Coral reefs are an extremely important ocean ecosystem. Over 25% of all marine species depend on coral reefs to survive. Coral reefs protect many coastal areas from erosion. Coral reefs have up to 375 billion US dollars of annual contribution to the global economy and hundreds of millions of people depend on this to survive and to sustain their families and children. 
But coral reefs are also very fragile ecosystems that is being destroyed at an unprecedented level, mainly due to climate change, global warming, ocean acidification, pollution, massive dump of harmful chemicals in our ocean, and wrong fishing techniques. Coral reefs are in danger. Half of the coral reefs have been destroyed along the last 30 years. And if we do nothing to change the course of things, the remaining 50% will be gone by 2050. And most of us will still be around to regret our irresponsible behavior and having to explain to our children what we have done. For a big problem, nothing better than a big aircraft to help spreading the message. The Airbus A380 is the biggest and the largest aircraft in the world. It carries more passengers than any other aircraft, up to 850 passengers. At the same time, it is a very efficient aircraft thanks to its, its unique design, huge wings, and its Rolls-Royce Trent 900 new generation engines. This unique combination of technology and massive capacity makes the A380 an eco-friendly form of transportation with very low carbon emission per passenger and per kilometer. It is therefore not only the most comfortable aircraft in the skies today, but it is also a responsible way to travel, minimizing our carbon footprint. Alone, we are a drop, together we are an ocean. Let's take action now and protect our coral reefs. Now is the time to decide, shall we keep and recover our beautiful, colorful and pristine coral reefs or shall we let them die? You decide which side are you on. Thank you. And now I would like to invite anybody that has not visited the aircraft yet to have a look, both from outside and inside, and um, consider the Airbus A380 uh, on your options on your next travel to one long haul destination. Thank you very much. And of course, that is exactly what uh, Nev uh, did. Uh, with Captain Al, uh, did, they yeah. they were lucky enough to get on board, and I, I haven't got the name of the captain who uh, gave them a little demo, uh, but yeah, here is uh, basically a little walk through the inside of the High Fly A380. So welcome to the A380. We are in this aircraft, which is operated by High Fly. Uh, on this aircraft, we have 471 seats in a three-class configuration. You have 12 first-class suites on the main deck. You have 311 economy seats, again on the main deck, which is what you see behind me. 
Then we will take the stairs at the back of this plane, we'll go to the upper deck where we again have 88 economy class seats. We'll move forward to our business class cabin with 60 business class seats, 6-0. We'll come down the forward stairs at which point we can have a look at the cockpit of this great aircraft and that would be your tour of the A380 today. So this is a 10 abreast configuration, you have 3-4-3. A380 has the widest cabin for any commercial airliner that is flying today. These seats are 19 inches wide and we have 19 inches wide economy class seats uh, throughout. So. Uh, as I said, there are 399 economy class seats, all of them 19 inches, which is good for passenger comfort. There are 22 galleys on this aircraft, 15 toilets, lavatories. Just a fun fact, there are 220 windows on an A380. 16 doors. Thanks to its uh, spacious cabin, the A380 offers unparalleled passenger comfort. If there is one aircraft where passengers have a clear favorite when it comes to long haul flying, it's the A380. And that is also because of the quietness of this aircraft. As passengers, I mean, one of the things we most common hear is that when they fly on the A380, they think it's really the quietest and it's the smoothest flight that they can take. So now we'll take these stairs to the upper deck deck of this aircraft. Good morning. So once again, we're in the economy class section, 88 economy class seats in a 2-4-2 configuration. Now we will see the business class cabin with 60 business class seats. So as you can see, I mean, these are really wide business class seats. In fact, they are the widest business class seats that are possible, uh, that are there on an aircraft. And these business class seats can turn into full flat beds and with a, mattr with a, with a mattress on top of it, they become a very comfortable bed. You have 15.4 inch LCD screen and in-seat power supply and USB port in all cabin classes. So these seats are 23 inches wide and when they become a full flat bed, it turns into 34 inches. Okay, thanks. Yes. And another thing, since we're on the upper deck of the A380, just to let you know that the A380's upper deck is the only wide body upper deck, full wide body upper deck for any uh, aircraft, commercial aircraft that is available today. Morning, so I can tell you something about this area. This is the gal that you prepare for from business. I can open this, we have a full competitive bar, or you can close this. You can display the drinks here, and passengers from business class can come here to drink, or we can display here so that you're free. Here we have an elevator lift as well, so you can take food from the first class upward to the business class, or the opposite, send food from the business to the first class downstairs. And here we have some cabinets that we can warm some bread, and uh, we can warm here the dishes, the plates, and everything. Next to this, we have the other gallon that we can prepare for also for the business or for the economy. As you can see, we have some ovens here and microwaves. We want some soups as well. 
I mean, I mean, that's just incredible, isn't it? It's nice to see, actually, that they left the uh, the original Singapore Airlines interior in the aircraft. Yeah, yeah, um, they did. They've obviously yeah. took the branding off. The branding's not on there for the Singapore Airlines stuff. But well, yeah, they've um, see. I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a believer in the fact that you know, if if it, if it's not broke, why fix it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I it's, it's a good idea. Know, it's a nice um, because the Singapore seats were quite nice. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But, the whole uh, thing very amazing, really, wasn't it? No, well done uh, to yeah. to Nev and uh, yeah. Captain Al for uh, for yeah. Yeah, they were doing yeah. they were doing that on the Friday, and I'll tell you what, security was so tight trying to get anywhere near that thing. I mean, must uh, like so tight that me and Owen didn't get to go on board. I think there was a two-hour window yeah. uh, on the Saturday and Sunday when they were allowing people to yeah. go on board. Uh, the aircraft to have a look round. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was good. And this was on the Friday, um, mm. but yeah, that, uh, was, yeah. th- th- that we were doing it. And uh, yeah, w- we missed myself and Owen missed the window by one minute, and the security wouldn't let us on board. Yeah, you know, which I I, I understand. But we did get to watch the uh, the co- the press conference. From, yes, from the other side of the fence. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well done to but no uh, thanks to Nev. thanks to Nev for all the hard yeah. work in getting well that done. all done. So yeah, so it, it is actually uh, one of the news items that we were looking at, and I thought, well, for a change, actually, we can actually run our own. Yeah, uh, you know, sort PTUK That what he said exactly. Yeah. So we have got some military news to come up next, and then a little piece from Al because there is another big air show that's been going on, and Al literally left, literally left Farnborough. And immediately went to Oshkosh. So, he did. Uh, so we're going to have a little piece to. to we're going to whiz through some military news. We uh, are some nice indeed. stories this week. Yeah, indeed. And then uh, we've got the special, special owl video for you at the end. We so have uh, if you're ready, Matt. Yes. Let's yes. go. No, I'm not. No. Sorry, okay. I changed my mind. Yes, <laughs> but I am now. So let's go. So the first news story in the military segment this week. This one is on Sky News' website and popped up earlier this week. Mm. And it uh, looks like the, our friends in Russia are at it again. Uh. I know, I know. <laughs> Tick, okay. Tickling our, uh, our uh, tickling, borders Tickling here. our coastlines. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. uh, the headline, Royal Air Force Typhoon sent to intercept Russian bomber plane over Black Sea. So right. two Royal Air Force jets based in Romania are launched or were launched in response to a Russian Su-24 Spencer aircraft flying near NATO airspace. Uh, the uh, typhoons were scrambled to intercept uh, the bomber uh, airspace or in the NATO airspace over the Black Sea. Uh, the two jets, based in Romania, were launched in response, and uh, and they well, it was uh, quite a quick uh, progression, I think, from uh, ground to uh, to being in the air, because these jets are on uh, a kind of quick response, a QRA. And in a statement, the Royal Air Force uh, said its pilots patrol the skies uh, for a short time uh, as a deterrent after the Russian aircraft was spotted close to infringing NATO airspace. Right. What does uh, that mean exactly? The, the typhoons <laughs> were operating from the Mihal uh, Kolganisim. Very good. It's a well big done. name. Kolganisim yeah. airbase near Constanta on the Black Sea coast. A pilot from uh, one fighter squadron said that they received 
uh, the message and scrambled, sprinted to the jets uh, with the engineers, fired up the aircraft and took off with all, uh, in all within a matter of minutes, it says here. Uh, they were then vectored towards the unknown Russian aircraft who was uh, close to infringing NATO airspace. The Russian aircraft didn't enter NATO airspace, so we were ordered to patrol the skies for a short period of time as a deterrent until finally returning to the airbase. He said that they routinely uh, conduct air policing in the UK, so the event is uh, familiar and went seamlessly. The Royal Air Force mission in Romania is part of NATO's assurance measures introduced in 2014. It's the latest intervention which comes amid heightened tensions between the UK and Russia following the Novichok poisoning of former spy Sergei Skripal and his daughter in Salisbury. But, uh, well, a safe outcome, obviously, from this, mm. and it's just, um, you know, it's a case of, you know, you, you come here and we'll, we'll come and see you for a little chat, and then yeah. uh, you can go home and we'll go home. I, I don't like it. <laughs> the whole thing makes me really nervous, but then, you know, I am well known for being a bit of a wuss, so that's, yeah. that's fine. No, I just, I don't know why, they, why everybody just can't sort of, like, stay where they're supposed to be and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and not give it a go, frankly. Anyway, on to the next story. Next story. This one's Flight Global yeah, for you. Flight right? Global. It's the yeah. United States Air Force offers a rare glimpse of the VC 25B configuration. Ooh. So the U.S. Air Force uh, th forces $3.9 billion contract with Boeing to modify two 747-8 commercial airliners into VC-25B's presidential aircraft, commonly known as Air Force One, offered a rare glimpse into the aircraft configurations. So the aircraft modifications will include integration of a military GPS into its flight management system and identification friend or foe capabilities according to a justification and approval for uh, for other than full and open competition document filed by the USAF. That was not very well written. Uh, Boeing was selected as the program's prime contractor without competition as no other company has the knowledge of the 747-8, which is hardly a surprise, frankly, uh, needed to heavily modify without significant increases in price, according to the justifications. So the United States Air Force plans to replace its current fleet of presidential aircraft, which is two 747 Dash 200 based VC-25A aircraft delivered in 1991 with two 747-8 two 747-8 originally built for the Russian carrier Transaero uh, which filed for bankruptcy in 2015 before it could take delivery. The new presidential aircraft are scheduled. See, I've mentioned the word Russia again. Well, it's, it's all getting a bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the new presidential aircraft are scheduled to begin flying in December 2024. Uh, the contract announced on the 17th of July made for made formal. A handshake agreement President Donald Trump reached with Boeing Chief Executive Dennis Muhlenberg in February. The U USAF says it will save more than $1.4 billion by using already built 747-8s. Other modifications to the 747-8s uh, include replacing the existing auxiliary power unit, uh, usually a Pratt & Whitney, Pratt and Whitney uh, PW901A slash C, uh, on the commercial airliner with two APUs from mm. unnamed sources. Uh, a second could have a backup. Well, yes, that's true. Uh, a second APU is a rarity among modern airliners and, according to the Book of Air Force One by Robert Dorr, was installed on previous presidential aircraft to ensure they were self-sufficient on the ground. Uh, Boeing will also install two additional doors 
on the left side of the aircraft, one forward of the wing and one behind the wing. According to the acquisition document, the doors will, become, will come retractable air stairs to allow the aircraft to emplane what does I don't even know what does emplane mean? Um, to emplane passengers and crew without needing to rely on ground-based staircases. Oh, I see. Uh, so uh, additional modifications will be done to the aircraft and environmental controls, power supply, water management, fuel system, and engines. Says the justification work on the aircraft will be performed at Boeing's facilities in Tan in San Antonio in Texas. So they're ha having a bit of a, a, a sort of a. Uh a rejig upgrade a rejig yeah, of absolutely. the uh, dash shape but it's uh, it'll be awesome to see this when it's uh, finally yeah. it's finished and flying but what do you mm. say 20 2024 mm. December 2024 so it's a few years Indeed, off yeah, yeah absolutely I off, rather yeah. <laughs> yes they're installing a tom tom on the flight deck honestly Carlos <laughs> you can be very special <laughs> Honestly, yes, yes. Oh, I can dear. say, well, Gra Graham Hayes says GPS upgrade to military spec. I, I, I don't think Tom Tom does that. No. no. So hey. the last story, uh, <laughs> the last story in a military news segment this week, it's a really nice story, this one, and yep. uh, was sent to us by, actually, I think one of our listeners sent it us It was, yeah, uh, Richard Adams, I think. And it uh, it's on the Guardian.com, and it's a lovely yeah. story, this one, and uh, we always like to finish on a nice story. Yeah, if we can. And uh, this... Uh, Second well, it's World nice War. and sad. It's nice and sad at the same time, yeah. but uh, she's had a great career. Yeah. So Second World War pilot Mary Ellis dies age 101. Wow. And um, so uh, Mary Ellis is or was one of the last surviving British female pilots from the Second World War. Uh, she's died aged 101 at her home in the Isle of Wight. Wow. Um, she used to deliver Spitfires and bombers to the front line after responding to a radio appeal by the Air Transport Auxiliary for female pilots. So Ellis uh, joined uh, the, air, the air, uh, air Transport Auxiliary Service in 1941 and flew about a thousand planes over the next four years of her service, including 400 Spitfires and 47 Wellington bombers. After the war, Ellis moved to the Isle of Wight and managed uh, Sandown Airport from 1950 to 1970. Uh, she married fellow pilot uh, Don Ellis in 1961 and continued to live in their home beside the runway at Sandown after his death in 2009. Ellis was awarded the Freedom of the Isle of Wight early this year and was described by the council leader Dave Stewart as a national international and island heroine after surviving uh, uh, after um, other surviving female second world war pilots include Eleanor Waldsworth who lives in Bury St Edmunds not far from us uh, Nancy Stratford who lives in the US and Jay Edwards who lives uh, in Canada and Ethel Elizabeth Sharp who lives in Tarou Cornwall uh, tributes have been paid to her on social media by fellow pilots including the Red Arrows flyer Mike Ling so the TV presenter Dan Snow said uh, he took his children uh, to meet her a few weeks back when Ella shared her thoughts about the Spitfire and described it as her favourite aircraft at her 100th birthday celebrations last year where she said that she thinks uh, of it as a symbol of freedom. The author and former RAF navigator John Nicholl, who described Ellis as a truly remarkable lady. The author and historian James Holland said uh, it was uh, traumatic to see how fast Ellis's amazing generation of pilots were slipping away. 
the uh, youngest Spitfire pilot in the Second World War, Geoffrey uh, Wellham, who was 18 when he joined the Royal Air Force in 1939, died uh, last week, also aged 96. The Battle of Britain pilot Tom Neal also died earlier this month, aged 97. Uh, Ellis was born in the village of Leafield in Oxfordshire in 1917. The Royal Flying Corps had an active presence in the county and Ellis enjoyed flying the aircraft for pleasure up until the war began in 1939 and all civilian air uh, flying was banned within Britain. After coming to terms with the possibility of being unable to fly again for a long period, uh, two years into the war, Ellis again heard the ATA's appeal for female pilots. Women were allowed to fly military trainer and communications aircraft from 1940 and a total of 168 women served in the ATA during the war, uh, which 15 died in the line of duty. It's safe to say she had a fantastic life, mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, this, uh, this woman here, who uh, uh, Mary Ellis. And, uh, you know, she got to fly, um, well, she got to fly a Spitfire. I mean, that's not yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a bit of a, a feat in itself, you know. Is. But uh, no, yeah. no. What an amazing lady! What an amazing really, lady! Really, really, yeah. really amazing lady. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, sad, sad, sad but good, as sad they say. Good, yeah, yeah. So that's where we bring uh, the military news segment to a close this week. And uh, as Matt said earlier on, we have got uh, a special video uh, that's been sent in uh, by Captain Al. Uh, Matt has run it through the. Um, the independent adjudicator service to make sure that it's uh, <laughs> it's safe to play, and uh, well, I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, it's ready to play, play out whether it whether it's uh, family friendly. Or are, not. Are, are you hovering your finger over the uh, mute the button mute button in readiness yeah, just play. in case? Yeah, absolutely. So this video so. Uh, I think was uh, one of the videos that Al sent us is shot from Oshkosh. Yep. Uh, where indeed. Al has been. Yeah, indeed. And I think we've got some content to look forward to uh, oh, sort of later have, on. Yeah. But this yeah. uh, this is basically a, a bit of a meet-up with all the various yes. people that are there. So here we are at Oshkosh. It's Captain Al. And I've uh, tracked down a few of the uh, podcasting fraternity. So it's a case of putting uh, faces to names. So uh, first of all, I'm going to introduce to you Dispatcher Mike. Hello, everybody. Hello, uh, Plain Talking UK community. All you PTUKers, I guess we would uh, call you guys. Um, it's uh, very nice here to be uh, meet Captain Al and very nice to say hello. And you can now see my beautiful, shiny face. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Mike. And sort of whizzing around here in true sort of modern videography style. On uh, Podcast Most Wanted, it's uh, someone who's been uh, very, very good in helping me get orientated here in Oshkosh. He is the party expert. He knows where every party on the entire site is taking place. It's David Abbey. You must be have mis you must have been mistaken with Glenn from New Zealand, but oh, that's no, okay. No, 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 no. no. You, you both both are very much into your party scene. I, you know, I've received messages from both of you, so uh, 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 you're going to have the shared honour on that one. Fair enough. And yeah, when you come to Ashkash, you. Don't go hungry or thirsty if you know where to go. And they're pretty liberal with the drinks and the food. And Al, it was great to meet you. Hello, everyone in PT UK land. And hope more of you can come next year. It's Absolutely. been great well, being I'm here. I'm going to put a gun to the head, so don't worry about that. So, it's my second wife to be. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, it's, uh, it's good to see you again. We, we had the opportunity to meet in Pittsburgh. So, here I am, as promised, in Oshkosh. 
Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Jennifer here. Hey, PTUK fans, podcasters. How is everybody? Wish you all were here. Hope we see you here next year. Fabulous. And next on the lineup, it's the Mooney Maestro. Stephen Ivey, how are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks uh, for coming all the way over here. I know it was such a horrible flight over to come visit everybody. Oh, uh, well, uh, it wasn't that tough, to be honest, in business class. We, we, you know, there, there, was, there was reasonable alcohol and food selections to be had, and the, the, the life flat bed always makes the journey a little bit easier. That's better accommodations than I have here, camping. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> um, and, and let's put it this way, despite uh, Dispatcher Mike's hopes, if I return, and I'm sure I will, there's going to be no camping involved, for sure. Do you, do you think the... Um, what are those people? I forgot their names. Oh, uh, Clarkson, then, will that inspire their Grand Tour tent for next I, year? I, I think there's probably a good chance. So I'm on, you know, very, very close terms with the uh, entire awesome, Amazon team. Awesome. I'm always in contact with their customer service department, so I'm sure that there's some connections that can be made there. Who's that with the Mercedes team? <laughs> Don't mention the M word. So, finally, but certainly not least, uh, someone who's made a monumental journey to get here, but I know that you're a regular and uh, you're an avid listener and watcher, so it's Glenn Teller. How are you doing? G'day. Yeah, I'm here again, seventh year in a row, and it's so good to meet you, Al. I mean, I know all these guys and your family as well. They're such a nice bunch of people. But yeah, and here I am again. And uh, thank you very much. In, in exactly the same way as I said to David, it's, it's really nice that yourself, David, Jennifer, Mike and Stephen have all sort of put their arms out, welcomed us and uh, you made us feel part of the, the whole community here. And it's been great to socialise with some fantastic people. So thank you all very much for that. And uh, is there anything else you want to say before I round off things uh glenn out <laughs> there we he always does that like glenn it. out it's brilliant love it so yeah that's a little little taster of uh, what we've got to look forward I tell you to what, coming did, out did you know. see glenn's t-shirt shirt he's wearing there yeah go on oh it's, oh, well, it's, with it's the, like a, uh, yeah. no, i'll do that quickly there there a quick glimpse yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it's like his it's it's like like navigation chart. yeah i love it awesome love the oh, shirt so many love familiar faces there it's, it's nice to see them all yeah. actually yeah so you know well done thanks al for being our official correspondent there at uh, oshkosh and uh, <laughs> one day who knows we might make it ourselves oh no yeah, that, I that know. is the dream i think oh, I, think Osh- I think we should try Oshkosh that for next year i think we should try that for next year shouldn't we absolutely i think i think it's the the way forward so we're going to start to wrap up episode number 227 yes. of the show. Uh, just a quick mention before we do uh, finish the show as well. Don't forget uh, the B- uh, PTUK barbecue, barbecue which yes, is coming up on absolutely. the 18th of yep. August. Uh, for those of you who live in the UK or maybe mm-hmm. here on holiday or mm. have uh, a few million pounds to fly over here <laughs> to the UK for a right. few days, yeah. uh, our summer barbecue is fly-in barbecue at Seething mm. Airfield on the 18th of August. If you want to come, don't forget to send us an email uh, to... It is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, we're busy. P- uh, Carlos is compiling the list at the, at the, at the yep. moment, ready so that we know who's coming. But, uh, yeah, as I say, Captain Al will definitely be there. Yeah, uh, we Pip. have the legend that is Pilot Pip. He's also joining us. Armando. Uh, Armando is going to be there. Yep. Obviously, me and Carlos, um, that's the downside, I know. And, of course, the legend that is Nev. So if you needed any other incentive Barbara, to, to get Myla, yourself... Yeah, absolutely. Quite a few people yep. coming in. Indeed. And also... 
there's a, a word uh, has, has been mentioned last weekend, Matt, oh, during the show. Oh, no. Yeah, that uh, apparently there, there is a uh, possibility of a formation fly-in. Oh, yes, because um, they're talking about sort of touching down <laughs> near Armando's local field, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and right. We're going to have a, we're going to have some Piper 28s busy a, doing a some, formation, a formation pipers, flying, yeah, uh, flying absolutely. into uh, to the yeah, to the day, absolutely. which will be absolutely awesome. So don't, don't forget, if you want to come, it'll be great to see as many yeah. of our UK listeners yeah. or anyone listeners yeah. who who may be okay. in the UK. To uh, come so and if join you, ha- by the, for those of you who have actually been in touch to say that you are coming, Carlos will be replying to you hopefully this week just to sort of confirm that we have received your. Uh, your uh, your request, if you like, and that yeah. you are definitely on the list. So, but if you would like to be added to the list, as I say, podcast at playingtalkinguk.com. We only need basically we need that for security reasons, um, just so that we know who's coming. Also, to make sure we don't run out of burgers. Yes, because the access actually uh, on that note, the access to the airfield, Matt. When you drive um, across to where the clubhouse is and where the parking area for the aircraft is, you do actually have to drive just at the threshold of the runway. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah. you, ha- you yeah. do so have to uh, be careful. We have to be there. Look oh, left yeah. and right. Yeah, absolutely. So we <laughs> look left and right, yeah. So you, you'll be arriving. You Basically, we, you'll be joining us airside, essentially. Yeah, so exactly. that's one of the main reasons. For and we're also going to have a barbecue. Yeah, we are. Yeah, And beer and stuff. And all and be well, be a live show from And a live well. show yeah. as well, hopefully. Yeah. We've, got the sa- we've got to dig out the satellite. We have, yes. We need to, we need to li- liaise with two-way to get that up and running again. Blimey. Yeah, might be a bit dusty. Yeah, it's, it's very dusty. Yeah, yeah well, we, we better sort that. Yeah, out. we better do some pre-planning. Yeah. I think. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is it. Then we are going to say a big thanks to everyone who's joined us in the live YouTube chat room on uh, this sunny Saturday morning yeah. here in the UK. So big thanks to everyone who's joined us in the chat room. It's been yeah. great to see you all. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Mm. And uh, well, we're going to say a big thanks to Matt for coming over here to PTUK <laughs> to join us today. Um, but no, I, I have a great weekend, everyone. Yep. And uh, don't forget to look out for us next week. Next, next week, sometime. Yeah, Back to normal I, we'll, 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 we'll say Friday unless we we we'll say, Friday, we, yeah. we we'll say, say Friday. otherwise. Obviously, follow if, if you're not doing so already, then follow our social media. It's uh, podcast at playtalkinguk.com <laughs> is our email address. Uh, and also, if you search for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you'll find us on Plain Talking UK. Uh, Richard King has just put in the chat room. He said that he he can't make it. Um, he, he can't cancel his holiday. Very, very, very poor oh. excuse. I know, oh a real well. shame. But a shame. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. We understand. Family has to come. Family has to Family come always comes first, yes. Richard. We, yes. we, we, we would yes. never expect anyone to do that. Anyway, that's it. It's uh, time to wrap up. We will see you all next again week. very soon. Have a great week. Next everyone. week. Take care, everyone. Take care, Bye-bye. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.